Hi everyone. Before we get started today, I wanted to share a word with you and a special offer for all of our listeners from our terrific sponsor at 212. Now, if you haven't heard of 212 and you're a startup founder, you need to make sure you don't miss what I'm about to say. At the heart of every business is your cap table. It's how you know who owns what of the business. And not only is it essential to understanding your ownership, but it's also increasingly a legal requirement expected of you by investors and regulators alike. But managing a cap table on an Excel spreadsheet is a nightmare. Trust me, I myself have done it, and it's not something I'm proud of, nor would I do it again. After having raised money from over 2,100 investors via regulation crowdfunding. That's why when it comes to cap table management, I switched over to 212 and I'm not looking back. With their white glove onboarding service included for free, I was up and running with our cap table solution in no time. Now I should note something really important. Other cap table providers on the market price based on your number of investors, which means when it comes to managing all of your investors, especially from online raises, you can be paying thousands of dollars in yearly fees. And that's what makes 212 far and away the best and most cost affordable option on the market for startup founders. With 212, you pay one flat fee of $240 a year, regardless of how many investors you have, and you get their full suite of features right out of the box without any hidden fees. One of my favorite features is the ability to see how much you'll get diluted if you take that next check. If you're a founder or an investor, you owe it to yourself to check out the 212 website at 212.co. That's T-W-O-1-2.co. And get this, they're giving King's Crowd listeners an additional 25% off your first year membership with discount code KINGSCROWD25. Dilution is real, complex, and expensive. For just $20 a month, well, 15 after the discount code, you can sleep easy at night and be ready when your next investor says yes. So hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the King's Crowd Startup Investor Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest in Dustin Byington, one of the founders of 212. Uh, they also happen to be our sponsor. I'm sure you heard right before uh, we started the show today, a little message from our sponsor. Uh, we are super excited about 212 uh, and are ourselves customers of their service. Um, so with that, I'm going to kick it off. And Dustin, thank you so much for being here today with us all. Oh, thanks for having me, Chris. Happy to be here. Outstanding. So Dustin, would love to kick it off by just getting a little bit more, you know, information about yourself. Who are you and what are you guys up to at 212? Uh, well, at 212, we really think of ourselves as founders, founders. So we're here to support other founders in their journey, uh, particularly when it comes to all things startup finance. Um, you know, dilution is real and expensive. Um, and we help, we help at 212 help founders uh, minimize dilution and maximize control with $240 a year cap table management software. So it's funny, a lot of people who listen maybe don't know what cap table management software is, um, but it's maybe one of the most integral things that a founder does because you were constantly questioned about it, asked about it, uh, VCs want to know about it, investors want to know about it, employees want to know about it, and it's because it helps people understand what their ownership of the company is. So can you tell us a little bit more 
about what cap table management is and why it is so important to a company? Absolutely. Um, so your cap table is sort of the heart and soul of your company. It is a uh, list of beneficial owners. So that includes founders, employees, investors, advisors. And, uh, you know, with traditional brick and mortar companies that have kind of like, you know, two people on a company, they go into a partnership together, they own, each own half of it. You know, you can sort of like keep track of that with a lawyer and a spreadsheet. Uh, but with rapidly growing startups that have like dozens, hundreds, and now in crowdfunding, sometimes thousands of participants, um, all either investing on different terms or investing on different schedules, um, the math uh, really can become uh, very uh, complex and sort of ripe for catastrophe. And so, um, so now I think uh, a lot of investors are sort of like leaning towards uh, demanding capital management. Uh, we have seen see some regulators even pushing, you know, kind of hinting that you know they prefer when companies are starting to, to use some, some purpose-built software to, to help ensure that, you know, everything is sort of in, in order. We, we know what we own, our investors know what we own, our employees have, uh, you know, get regular updates on how their ownership is unlocking. Um, and this all creates a lot of like safety and security for all involved. And so, you know, tr bringing, tr bringing transparency to ownership and startup finances is really one of our missions. Absolutely. And for those who listen to our show, I know a lot of them are investors via platforms like Republic, like WeFunder, like StartEngine, so on and so forth. Um, so when you are becoming an investor on those platforms, if it's common shares, what does that look like? Are they ending up on the cap table? If it's a convertible note or a safe, what does that look like? Are they ending up on the cap table? We'd love to help them understand what it looks like for themselves as they invest in these companies. Yeah, I, I think going back, there's there's been, you know, sometimes people would say things like, okay, I've got a convertible note, I'm not on the cap table. Well, you know, as a founder, if, you, if you've got a bunch of convertible notes outstanding, that is going to dramatically impact your ownership over time. And so we take the perspective that, you know, we need to have transparency about all of these financial activities, uh, you know, whether or not they're technically on or off the cap table. Um, and so we consider all these participants uh, to be part of the ecosystem. Um, and, you know, even when you have, um, you know, in crowd funding, it's quite common to have special purpose vehicles or custodians where we push all the you know, hundreds or thousands of people. Um, but um, we're increasingly needing to also keep track of those folks as well. Um, and so our, our software is purpose built for, for those kinds of activities and for crowdfund companies. Special purpose vehicle is a new word for this industry. This year, they made it legal right as of March that you can utilize a special purpose vehicle, um, which basically allows you to wrap a lot of investors into one vehicle when they're investing together. Um, so one of the things that I personally love about 212 is that when I go to other service providers like Acarta, they're built for the very traditional world where maybe even having 100 investors in a company is a lot. Um, and they'll charge you for each and every one of those line items on your cap table. But in this new world, we have 2,100 investors. Um, and paying line by line for each one of those members could get very, very costly. So talk to us about how you kind of price the product uh, and why that makes us a really terrific solution uh, for folks who are going out and doing raises via the general public markets. Sure, Chris. Yeah, our pricing is simple, um, fair, and transparent. It's $240 uh, for every company of any size, uh, crowdfunding or otherwise, whether you have two people on your cap table or 2000 I don't think people realize quite how important that is. Um, I can tell you I've been quoted well over $10,000 per year uh, for similar tools. Another thing that I know that you provide is uh, 409A valuations, um, probably another term that a lot of folks don't know or understand. So can you break that down a little bit for us, what that looks like? 
Sure, the form on A is, um, it's simply something that you have to do so the IRS knows how much to tax uh, the people that you're giving options to. And so you're giving people options uh, for services rendered. And so uh, IRS is going to take a piece of that. Uh, that's their business model. And, uh, and so uh, we got to figure out how much you just gave those folks. And so we've got to put a price on those options. And so that's what the 49A is. Um, it's a way for founders to price their options to be compliant with their, their tax uh, liabilities. And, um, and so what we do, we provide a $1,500 bespoke uh, 49A. Um, it's it, for um, $1,500 to uh, $20. 2500. It starts at 1500 for smaller companies, um, but uh, it allows companies uh, to be able to very easily uh, generate a 49A uh, with very little um, human interaction. Um, you just use the software, you click a few buttons, um, and after you've done it your first time, it actually gets even easier and easier uh, because you do have to issue these every year. Um, and so if you're paying, you know, I've, I've seen quotes seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars for 49A. Uh, usually what happens is founders, you know, they don't do them as frequently as they're supposed to. And then they get sort of out of compliance. And so we're really here. We're saying, look, here are the, here are the you know, there's, there's a, you know, a growing number of uh, issues that founders face uh, related to startup finance. And we're sort of like tackling them one at a time um, and chipping away. Um, and so the end goal is to be this, this one-stop shop for all things related to uh, startup finance, capital management, valuation. Uh, we're even getting into now performance generation software. Got it. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people who probably haven't worked at a startup. So I'll just explain, you know, when it comes to options, when you join a startup, a lot of times what they'll say is, hey, each year, here's how much equity you can earn. Um, and basically, you, you vest your, your equity, you, you work for it. And then at the end of the year, you start to get that equity. And now that's your ownership. Oftentimes, you have to pay some sort of price for it when it's an option. So you're, you're buying the shares, but at a very, very low cost. But the 409A valuation, I do want to help people understand that if you look at the valuation the company goes and raises money at, you know, they might say they're worth 10 or $20 million today. Their 409A valuation might say they're worth a million dollars or half a million dollars. And it's because there's very different calculations that are done for 409As where you're really focused on just looking at the key components of the business, not thinking about future state and how you're going to become a billion dollar company, but just kind of looking at the assets and whatnot of the business. You're trying to get to the lowest value because you have to pay taxes on that. So anyway, I just want people to know if you ever look at a 409A evaluation, it's most likely going to look relatively different from what people are going out to market and raising capital at. Would, would you say that's a fair assessment? Oh, by, dramatically, yes. Um, and usually the thing that drives that most is something called this um, illiquidity discount. Uh, because, yeah, I'm, hey, Chris, you do some work for me. I give you some options. And, but, you know, you're going to say, hey, yeah, you might have given this, given me these options for the services rendered, but I can't go turn around and sell those options. There's no marketplace for these things. They're speculative in nature. Um, and so uh, what we're able to do, what 49A industry does as best practice is you put these pretty massive uh, illiquidity discounts on it. So usually the numbers are kind of like pennies on the dollar. Uh, we do also uh, have a, uh, a calculator that allows you to um, sort of get some information on what your uh, your preferred uh, valuation would be. So that would be your fundraise valuation. So that is the $20 million cap or the $50 million cap or you know the 12 million dollar price round if you're trying to figure out how to price your uh going out to investors uh, we can also help you there as well that's really cool um and for founders I'm, I'm curious do you provide the ability to i don't know even put in like the emails of different stakeholders so that they can have their own account and see what their ownership levels look like and what their vesting schedules look like and all of those types of things 
Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody on your cap table gets a login uh, and they can, and before you invite them, you can actually preview what they're going to see. Um, and they're going to see a, a small subset of the total cap table that's just relevant to them. Um, and so it allows, you know, that again, back to the theme of transparency, uh, we want to be able to give our investors and our advisors um, insight into uh, what they own. And, uh, and then also be able to kind of like look into the future and show them uh, run some models and some simulations and show them what, their options and their investment could be worth in the future. That's really cool. And one of my other favorite things about this is as you're planning a capital raise as a founder, one of the biggest questions you always get asked is how much are you diluting my current stakeholders, right? So you have hundred percent of a company and then you decide you want to raise money and you're going to give up some percent of that company. So when you give up that new percent of the company, there's not suddenly 110% of the company, there's still only hundred. So you have to make room somehow. And that means that people's equity stake gets diminished or diluted is the typical word that people utilize. Um, you have a tool for that, right? To help understand what dilution will look like for all stakeholders. Yep, absolutely. Um, and we're able to simulate future rounds of financing. Uh, we saw we call these uh, what if simulations. So we say, what if I raise at a $10 million, a, a priced round at a $10 million uh, valuation? Uh, how are my notes going to convert and how much will I get diluted? Then you can run another what if simulation that says, what if we raise instead at 15 million? And so now when you're negotiating with your investor, you can have some sense of, okay, how much uh, is, our, is this delta between the terms maybe I'm hoping for and their counter or how much is that really going to impact our business? And then we get into some pretty advanced stuff too. You can simulate uh, multiple rounds of financing, including exits. And so you could kind of make the case to your investor, okay, if you invest today, uh, maybe you invest in the series in the seed, and then you project what your series A valuation, and then you think you can get to a quick exit. You can tell that story in a great amount of detail to your investors and convey um, how much they stand to make. Uh, this is also really good with advisors. You know, I, I see kind of the average industry standard of giving advisors around a quarter of a point. Um, a lot of advisors have never advised a startup before. They sort of that sounds really low to them, and uh, but um, that is industry standard. And you maybe you could go as high as a point um, for somebody that was really really high value. But um, you can then show them, hey, okay, here's what the quarter point could be worth if we're able to succeed on the vision. So it's a way to you know motivate and engage folks. You know, five or six years ago, you couldn't even. I mean, there was no tools for this. You know, you were going into an Excel sheet. And you're managing a bunch of names and a bunch of numbers and trying to get the equations to work for you and trying to do any sort of projections, all of that stuff was an absolute disaster. So we're living in a new world when it comes to cap table management, and it really does make a founder's life much easier and answering those questions a lot easier as well. Um, and you're at an attractive price point. I mean, I know, you know, even myself is trying to save money. So I started in an Excel sheet, but that quickly becomes... Uh, very unwieldy. So being able to get something that's only a couple hundred bucks a month, what, $250 a month? No, 240 bucks a year. A year, sorry, $240 yep. a year. Um, it's incredible. Anyone can afford that. It's not, you know, you can make that work no matter how little funding you have, you can find a way to make $240 a year work and it's going to make your life a hundred times easier. Now, I I'm curious to hear from you, you know, this is a super interesting problem to solve. At the same time, you know, it's probably not one that everyone wakes up and runs to want to, you know, solve. So what was it that kind of led you to the founding of 212? Uh, well, uh, you know, I've been a serial entrepreneur. And so I, um, I started my career at Goldman Sachs in the middle of financial collapse. 
And that sort of led me down this path of fintech entrepreneurship. And so um, I've gotten a lot of uh, respect for the process. Um, it is a, a really challenging thing to start a company. And so you know, I'm very motivated by what gets me out of bed in the morning is trying to support other founders. And I just saw this as a, as a massive pain point that, you know, so many things related to this sort of like dark magic of startup finance that founders, you, know, it's, you feel like you need a master's degree in. And so trying to figure out ways that we can simplify this, uh, we can give founders education. You know, we do a lot of uh, call-ins, by the way. Um, we do startup finance education where people call in. It's a new podcast venue by David Sachs. People call in and uh, we, you know, answer questions about, you know, how much to give to an advisor, what to do if you raise too much money and like, you know, things like that. So, you know, education is, you know, we build tools to support founders, but we also uh, provide a lot of education. And so if anybody's uh, looking for more of that side of the coin, uh, they can either, you know, we, we you know, tweet about this stuff a lot at 212.co underscore co, or uh, they can find us on call in. So in effect, we're, we're big on supporting founders in their journeys. That's terrific. And tell us a little bit more about, you know, your startup yourself. Uh, you weren't started that long ago. So tell us about where you're at. How big is your team? Um, you know, what are some of your, your major goals for the next year? Sure, yeah, we've been doing this for three years. And um, and so the first year we kind of like, um, we were working on another uh, sort of adjacent problem related to uh, helping startups generate liquidity uh, for their businesses. And it was actually that um, that sort of, we realized we need to settle those transactions somewhere. And then we started looking at cap table and realized there was no open API enabled cap table management solution. And so that was our first foray into the space. And um, we've sort of been um, running ever since. And um, yeah, we've uh, we've got, you know, we're getting close to our 100th customer and um, we are um, really excited to uh, support the, the crowdfund industry in particular, given that uh, you think I just saw you just hit a billion dollars in uh, sales. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we hit 10 billion in sales uh, much faster than, than people think. Um, so I think that the CF industry, you know, with the five million dollar cap and, you know, the double whammy of being able to market and, um, and fundraise at the same time, I think it's the future and we're excited to, to support the CF industry yeah that's right we billion dollars have been raised under cf i have a feeling the next billion will not take five years it'll you know it could be as quick as five to seven months i could see a world where that happens um so for founders who are considering doing an equity crowdfunding raise or have already done one if you don't have a cap table management solution i, I certainly recommend uh utilizing 212 uh for folks who are looking you know to utilize 212 dustin where should they go and, and what's the, the best step to get started? Sure, it's uh, TWO12.co and um, or so there's, you know, that you can hop on our website and uh, lots of good information there. Uh, as mentioned, we also have, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, pretty active on Twitter, TWO underscore one two. We've doing some fun giveaways on there, giving away like tungsten cubes and things like that. And so, uh, yeah, feel free to feel, come on in and, or, um, you know, you can drop us an email, our emails on our website and uh, happy to, uh, to be a resource. That's really cool. Um, when you're getting started and you're kind of uploading the cap table the first time around, um, you know, can, can you kind of do like a CSV upload? How do you help people manage that? How long does the process typically take to kind of get your cap table uploaded that first time around? 
Uh, it just sort of depends on the size and complexity of your company. It can range from, you know, 30 minutes to a, to a few hours. Um, for really complex uh, companies that have, you know, lots of different, um, um, you know, investors and notes, we have a, a really low cost uh, service that we can help support. Um, so, you know, everything we do is, is focused on, you know, being affordable and highly usable. So, um, it, you know, the I've heard some horror stories with other platforms where, you know, it's taken like uh, six weeks to upload and get, it, get it up and running, you know, you know, usually, you know, usually it's for us at the same day or, you know, one week in, in really, really advanced kind of situations. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, I know people think, well, how complex can it get? I mean, you're, you're selling shares, you're giving some shares to people, but there, there's so many complexities. And, you know, even one of them that I'll mention uh, as a founder is, you know, you have people joining at all different times and they're all getting different amounts of equity when they join. And then they all vest on different schedules. And then what if one of them leaves and the rest doesn't vest? Where does that go? Things get complicated fast. Things get complicated really, really fast. So don't underestimate um, how challenging it can become to manage your cap table. Um, it's definitely something that if you get right early on, it's much, much better. Um, anything you do for, you know, I, I know a lot of companies and they're starting out, they think going the LLC route is the easiest. I might recommend against that, but uh, if you're thinking about raising capital, but many people do go and do, you know, an LLC and then you're kind of on the hook for figuring out how to do all your K-1s and go through the tax process. Anything uh, helpful on, on your platform to help manage kind of that K-1 process at all? Uh, we don't manage the K-1s yet. Um, I have, we have talked to a few folks about that and, you know, we're always hunting for pain points. I was just talking to a lawyer about how they, uh, you know, it's tough getting folks to issue their 83B in under 30 days and storing all that. So, you know, that's one that might be on the horizon. Uh, you know, we're a multi-product, multi-service company. So, um, yeah, just hunting for startup pain points. We'll keep chipping away at that. Um, and, but we do support, um, we do support LLCs. Um, we just, you know, usually you have the company accountants to issue those. Sure. Uh, one, one, one quick point uh, about your, to your, just your forward point about, you know, getting started on a cap table early. Uh, I, I think a good analogy is brushing your teeth. So, uh, or flossing, you know, you, you, everybody sort of waits until they're in the dentist uh, and they're, you know, they've got, you know, uh, a blade in their gums to think, oh man, I really should have been doing this earlier. And cap table is not too different. Uh, if you do something, you get started early and uh, you kind of just get everything set up correctly, then it just becomes a breeze and it's really easy. And you're like, you kind of like have this sort of moment, almost like when you pay off your credit card, we have this like clean cap table moment. And you're like, oh my God, like I've got everything sorted. Everything's in the right place. I'm good. And in the back of your mind, because for the longest time you as a founder you're like you're like you know everything is kind of like a little shaky a little, a little shaky. rocky so the actual the process of uploading everything cap table actually sort of can flush out some errors we have some sanity check stuff in our software that can catch things if there's like you know if humans which you know a lot of times lawyers make errors just you know mm -hmm. just because they're human so you know writing the wrong prosper share or things like that so you know getting access to a cap table and getting started early is just kind of like you know getting out of bed and brushing your teeth and I can assure you, you know, as soon as you go to do a reg CF raise, if you haven't already, one of the first things they're going to ask for is you have to give them a cap table, right? That's part of your form C is knowing who owns more than 25% of the company. All that type of stuff has to be answered. And the way you answer that is utilizing your cap table. So it's very necessary. Then if you're considering going and raising a reg A plus, having gone through the process, I can tell you that there's a lot of work to be done around a cap table. They want to understand all of your directors and officers, the percents they own before, the percents they own after. And there's all these complex calculations you have to make 
And it certainly would make your life a lot easier to have a tool that actually automates a lot of those processes and to make sure you're already cleaned and buttoned up and so you're not running into any issues because um, managing all of it does get unwieldy. So uh, super interesting. I absolutely love what you're doing, Dustin. You are solving uh, startup pain points for sure. And for those who are thinking about it, who are doing a reg CF raise, doing a reg A plus raise, or just in general need to manage your cap table, um, 212.co, you should go and check them out. It's a great service. I think they make it really user-friendly, very easy. Um, Dustin, thank you so much for your time today. Any parting words? Um, you know, get, as, a, as a founder, you know, make sure you're ready for that yes. Uh, when you, you know, be ready for investors to say yes, because uh, the first thing they're going to do is ask you for cap your cap table. So, um, <laughs> you know, get, get prepared and make your life easier later. Make sure you're ready to say yes, indeed. Dustin, great parting words. Have an awesome day. And thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Chris. Much appreciated. Take care.